The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Backstory. Let's hear it on WTBRFM Pittsville with Roberta McCulloch-Dews of the Mayor's Office in the city of Pittsville. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we have with us Elizabeth Heller, a recent transplant to Pittsville who has wasted no time making strides. She's the author of several books, including the most recent Kids Super Journal, for which she garnered the top prize from ETH. Eferall. So Elizabeth has lots to share and we're excited to hear all about it. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you. I am so <laughs> excited to be here. What a great introduction. Well, you are a busy lady. You're doing a lot of things. Um, and so we have a lot to talk about. But I want to set the stage. And what I normally do, especially with our um, our guests, I want to find out a little bit about you. So you previously lived in Boston and Brookline for 35 years. Yep. And in November, of last year, you moved to Pittsfield after experiencing a professional transition due to the pandemic. So tell me a little bit about what attracted you to Pittsfield. That's such a great question. It's actually the question I get most is why Pittsfield? Um, and I'll just start by saying I think Pittsfield is heaven on earth. Oh, nice. Honest, <laughs> honestly, I say that to people and they kind of look at me, but it is the most beautiful place mm-hmm. with the most beautiful people. Mm. So It's kind of a long story, but the short version is, yes, I I lost my work by the end of um, 2020. Yeah. And I needed to make a transition. And I came up with this idea and I started to realize, you know, uh, given everything that was so unpredictable at the time, uh, it wasn't going to be very affordable for me to stay where I was. Um, I was feeling like I need a change. I'd been there for a long time. Um, And so I have a my I'm a yoga teacher trained Mm -hmm. and my teacher from teacher training, um, Andrew Tanner, his, had moved back to Lenox okay. and he was having a retreat and I hadn't seen him in years. So I went on the retreat and I was talking to him about, I want to make a change. And he said, come to Pittsfield. Nice. I said, okay. So the next weekend I came out and I literally fell in love with it. Okay. I got to ask you what, what struck your interest? What was it? I mean, was it the, the trees? Was it the environment? What was that certain something? Boy, that's a great question, because sometimes a lot of it is a bit intangible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a, a really strong intuition, so that was part of it. But it was beautiful. Mm. The, te- the the center of Pittsfield, um, North Street, yeah. was so... Um, it felt so historic and beautiful and so full of potential, which yeah. I love potential. Yeah. And uh, it's the housing was um, reasonable. I am in my first house of my life. I lived in an apartment renting yeah. for 35 years. This is my first house of my adult life. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Pittsfield. And um, every person I met along the yeah. way, um, including uh Deb Gallant from E for All. Mm-hmm. Um, I called her before I even moved because I'd missed the deadline to apply yeah. for the for the um, fall. And she said, "No, pl- apply for the spring." But she said, "I want to have coffee. I want to help you." Mm. I was like, "What? This place is amazing!" Mm-hmm. So every person I met was just wanting to help, and yeah. I just kept feeling drawn and drawn, and everything kept working out. And here I am, and I'll just say this to the sky here yeah. is gorgeous mm. the colors of the clouds the colors of the sky how close the stars are yeah it just blows me away living in the city you don't see yeah 
the sky the same way. Is it because the skyline obscures all of that? It's the the lights. Mm. The lights of the city um, block out the stars. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, so I, I remember telling my neighbor, and she actually bought me a t-shirt. I kept saying, you can see the stars here. You can see the stars. She got me a t-shirt that says, you can see the stars here. Sweet. Berkshires. It's a... Uh, it's um I think it's magic here. It, it is magic and I'm a transplant as well. 12 years in. Nice. And um it has been and I think that's one of the best things we love about this area is that the kindness of the folks as well. And I think that if you want to get the city feel, you're not far away from the city and if you want to sort of bask in the luxury of just being in a rural environment, um being close to nature. I just went with a girlfriend to a hike recently um and I mean I I went after work. So the proximity between your professional and just recreation, it's not it's not a huge gap at all. I hike every day. Oh, I'm really? in love with the trees. Yeah, I, I love being outside. Well, I was just going to ask. You know what? <laughs> when you say the city, yeah. I'm thinking you're thinking New York. Yeah. I'm thinking Boston. Yeah. <laughs> So true, because, of course, for me, my point of reference will always be New York City as an NYC person at heart. So, um, yes, yes. But they're both close. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's interesting, though. I got to tell you, because when I go out to Boston, I feel like a fish out of water. I don't know the layout. Like, I don't feel comfortable because I don't really know the city. I don't know the ins and outs. All right. Well, we got to do it one day. I'm going to go thrifting. Okay, we'll go thrifting. Um, So I was going to ask you, like, some of your favorite places. I mean, you already mentioned that you love to hike. So where are some of your favorite places to hike? I have to say Kennedy Park. Oh, um, that's a nice one. I know it's very populated, yeah. and there's there's a million beautiful hikes here. Yeah. But I often go alone, or mm. I meet friends who we go early in the morning, so I feel really safe yes. there. Given that I'm a city girl, really, at heart, um, the first time I went hiking by myself, I'm like, what am I doing here? That's but why. hiking alone. But I it's completely safe. That. Yeah, it's just a city thing. But I, it's just beautiful and there's yes. a lots of ways to make it fun so that's yeah. one of my go-tos um, especially it's close to yes. where I live and I can get there but you know I've been up Greylock I've been um, October Mountain yes. is beautiful yeah um, I, I have to say I've been extremely busy so I haven't gotten to as many places as yes. I'd like but but I, I am slowly so Pittsville State Bars um, oh I did that too yeah that's a great one oh, and Olivia's gorgeous. Overlook Yes, I did that too. Yes. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for that, Roberta. Um, Beautiful (laughs) places. And um, I want to say by Bosque, I think it's called Mohana's Cobble. I I might be butchering the name, but it's right by Bosque. And it's not for the faint of heart. That incline, if you're not careful, will take you out. Okay. Before you get to the top. I tried to we tried to find that. I yeah. tried to find that over last summer. Yeah. And we ended up just going up the the, the ski run. And uh, it was like exhaust and I got up to the top, I'm like, I gotta get out of yeah, here. It, it's yeah, intense. It's intense. I just did that and I, I as I'm going up the incline, I'm wondering, will I live to tell the tale? But I did live, <laughs> I did survive. We are a couple of city girls, no question. <laughs> oh my god. And of course I'm looking around like you know, because the city's always in you. Have you seen a bear? Oh my! I have seen a I bear. Have too. I've seen a bear, and I, I literally and don't let a piece of like branch crackle or something like that. I'm just like <laughs> looking around, like what is yeah. happening? But I think I there's it. always that city vibe, and you're like, why would you go into the woods by yourself? Mm-hmm, exactly. You don't yeah. do that. Um, all right. So okay. So the the Berkshires are so beautiful. And Can I mention oh, one more yeah, thing? Yeah, I've yeah. been to Tanglewood. Yes. six times this summer. Really? I have seen James Taylor. Nice. Fourth of July. I've seen Earth, Wind, and Fire. Ah! 
<laughs> I know. I, and I just went last weekend and, and uh, for John Williams' 90th birthday. Isn't it the best? Yes. I, people best. are like, what? You're going nuts. I'm like, I just go all the time. It's incredible. No, so do you go all out with your wagon and you set up your little table oh, yes. and candle and well, things no like that? Well, no candles so far, okay. but yes. But all the right. picnic and, and yeah, everything. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've brought friends and Isn't it's it been... Isn't nice? Oh, it's... I can't even. I it's, don't know what to say. It's this one place of those is amazing. things that, like, if you live here, like, you absolutely should go to Tanglewood. And I think I remember I had an aunt who would mention Tanglewood, and I was still in the city. I was like, what is this Tanglewood? I don't know what she's talking about. Um, but once you're here, you realize it's a staple. It's a summer staple that you just you just have to make <laughs> yeah. it out there. Unfortunately, I have not, because of my schedule this past summer, I have not been able to make it out to Tanglewood, um, unfortunately. And you actually had the privilege of attending John Williams. 90th celebration how awesome was that it was it was i can't i'm still can't describe it like i'll start to get tears in my eyes Mm. it was james taylor came out and sang sweet baby james while yo-yo ma played Mm. i mean it was like i wasn't i was it was hard to be just like is this reality it was so beautiful and it's like perlman was there as Mm. a surprise and he played i mean it was just it was just like I did it was amazing to me. Yeah. It was I was blown away. The whole summer has been like that for me. And yeah. I have to just say I wake up in the morning yeah. and that's how I feel. I feel like I'm living literally heaven on earth mm. and it's gonna be a magic day because this there's something in the energy and the people and this beautiful um nature that yeah. we're in. Uh, it's a very unique part of this country, and I've seen a lot of this country. It it is. I got to tell special. you, it is special. Um, you know, prior to moving up here, I mean, even though we're New York City people, we moved away for our jobs, and I was in upstate New York, and you know, it yeah. So it mm. was. It's very different from New York, very New NYC, and I, you know, I knew that when we moved out here. I mean, I had did my research about Pittsfield, but being out here, I thought to myself, this place is charming. I it's, love that's it. That's the word. It's charming. It's charming. And there's all this opportunity here. Yeah. And there yes. are people who want to help you. Absolutely. We can get into that, I guess. Ab- but yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a big thing about the Berkshires that you will find that you have found and you'll continue to find is that collaboration. You don't get that same um, connectivity in the city no. because there's so many folks that everyone has sort of their own group, right? But here in Pittsfield and in the Berkshires, you have access to so to such a wide network of folks. You just have to make yourself willing yeah. to be a part of it. I, yeah. I can't even tell you the number people who people who I've met here. Yeah. Like, how do you know so yeah. many people? I'm like, because. Yeah. They want to be known. Like all you have to do is is open your mouth and say, "Can can you tell me someone who?" And suddenly you know this. And I'll just say this too: yeah. everybody knows everybody here, oh, which is a doesn't that blow you it away? It blows me away, yeah. which makes me feel like I'm glad I, I am it. not from here because I don't have to feel like I am talking to someone that could be like a distant relative or something. Like I know that I know that I know that I have no relatives here because I'm not from here. But I wonder too. I'm like, well. You know, but that it, closeness. Yeah, but it, and it's being from the city, yeah. as you know, it is not, it, it's not my experience. No, it's not. And I, I'm, I'm someone who loves to make connection with yeah. people, so I do it wherever I am. But yeah. I, when I got here, it's almost like there's, um, you can tap into this mm. web of good energy. Yeah. Because people really at heart want to help other people. Yes. And yes. if you just are open and willing, um, yes. it happens. That's why I'm sitting here. I yeah. mean, 
it's a whole series of connections and and here I am. That's right. And and that is definitely something that is um a hallmark aspect of the Berkshires that that element of connectivity and um and basically and it starts with that willingness to be a part of it. And I mm-hmm. think Elizabeth, you have demonstrated that, you know, I mean, you're a year in. I not mean, even not nine even months. well, exactly. Months, I mean, yeah. with with November knocking around the corner, right. you know, you're soon going to make that anniversary and look at you already. You have sort of created <laughs> all these inroads and I think a lot of it goes back to the specialness of our city, the specialness of Berkshire County, mm. and how we treat one another and how we make people feel welcome. Um, I will say, though, that, you know, um, you do realize the, the folks who are truly from here, because you could be here like 50 years and you'll still be new to the Berkshires. Because That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I, you know, as you, I, I know if you're going to get into this, but I, yeah. I was, I'm from California. Yeah. When I was nine, we started moving around yeah. and we moved every couple of years. Yeah. And at heart, I'm a, I think I am that California yeah. girl. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm kind of, I love people. I'm a little bit laid back. Yeah. I'm, I'm energetic. Um, but I'm, I'm, I love meeting people because yeah. of that history, because I've lived in mm. Illinois, Louisiana, Florida, Georgia, you know, and yeah, all those places. And I went to two high schools and um, was now let, let me ask you, was that a part of just like the trajectory moving around at that time? Yeah, my dad was uh, he worked for at and yeah. he was transferred. It was the time when yeah. people were promoted and transferred. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he did well in his job. And so we were constantly moving. Mm. And as you can imagine um you know that's a tough thing Mm -hmm. uh especially the older you get and especially for me because i loved school i loved my friends and you know it was a process of continually um Mm -hmm. having to leave and start over and Mm -hmm. then get in and then leave and start over and so as hard as it was i saw spectacular parts of the country was able to live there and i i'm i'm a people person but i really got a lot of practice meeting people yeah and you know, being here, I think at this point in, in my life, I really um, see the connectivity of mm. of how all of that has led to this moment where I'm in a, living in a new place. Yeah. You know, not I'm not 20. Right. So it's it's later in my life and right. I am starting over in this beautiful place. And these people mm. have made it. Um, I've 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 shown up, but yeah. they've reached out to me because I've shown up and it's been it's beautiful and I think it's a lesson for kids it's a lesson for everyone that um, if you just make yourself present and uh, find a way to be somewhat vulnerable because you do have to I'm very comfortable being vulnerable it's not always easy which I must say because coming from the city yeah I know that you develop a shell when you're in the city. I mean, and and again, my city is New York. Your city is Boston. Yeah. That shell where you put on because it's almost like an armor that you wear. A lot of people do. And so, how did you find that balance between being a people person and disarming yourself from that armor? Well, I kind of walk around disarmed. So, what the, the most common comment I received over the 35 years I was in Boston was eventually someone would say in a conversation, "You're not from here, are mm. you?" Because I think I've because of my history because of who I am and then you know how I moved around yeah. and got so I love people I, they fascinate me and yeah. I'm always talking to people yeah. it's it's not common in Boston that people do that right and so but but I because I think I was very um genuine yeah. 
eventually people just would, they'd let that armor down you're talking about and they would enjoy the conversation. You know, I've had some of the best conversations and connections of my life were in three minutes in the grocery store. Well, I can totally sense it, Elizabeth, because I'm a talker as well. And I'm like, "Ah, she's a kindred spirit. Yes. Oh my God. We we may, this may be a six hour podcast. Everyone get some snacks. You are, um, (laughs) as you're talking, I'm like, wow, she's a talker just like me. Um, I have to ask, did you, I mean, in school, were you that chatty kid? I, I don't know that you would find me. <laughs> I'm not sure. I wasn't like the kid who couldn't stop talking, yeah. although it may seem that way now. Yeah. Uh, I was I was the kid who came in and just as terrified as I was to meet everyone, I just threw myself in. Yeah. And I, I love people. And I think I've generally always loved connecting to kids mm. and uh, kids and adults. I mean, as a kid, as two kids. But um, I think I just was myself. And I really wanted to belong yeah. and so I just became that person I wasn't like getting in trouble for talking in class yeah. um, but I was a cheerleader I was you know yeah. I've always been athletic and I always participate in things I ran mm. for student government I was a writer and you know I just participated in every possible way and I just got used to that practice so well, well, yeah glad- did you get in trouble <clears throat> in school well I was that kid who, with my report cards, was like, Roberta, she has great, she's great potential, and but she's always, she's talking when she's not supposed to be. So I do think it's fitting look at you now. that I went into a career in journalism because I used my mouth for a good purpose. There you go. So, I mean, it worked out. So yeah. um, I always think there are sort of like these nods to where you'll end up. Mm-hmm. I think that along the way, you know, it, it shows itself, you know, in different ways. Well, yeah, I mean, I used words a lot. And yes. maybe I didn't use them um, the way you did, mm-hmm. and you know, when I wasn't supposed to, because I like to be a good girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and I like to I was my, good too, I know you were. I can tell you were. Um, I absolutely can tell that. No, no question. Um, but I did journal starting yeah. from eight years old. Yes, yeah, so And talk about that. so what I found to help me... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I was journaling about ballet because all I wanted to do was be a ballerina. And okay. I took class and I had some big feelings about it that mm-hmm. were not as positive as I thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I, I picked up a pen and I wrote down, you know, three or four sentences about mm. how I was feeling. Mm. And I just remember the profound feeling of like having a place to like put those feelings that, that came outside of me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to hold them. And it felt so good. Mm. And, and, you know, just a one sentence thing is I, I you know, did grow, grow up in a challenging um, environment. Mm. I Outside of my family, I was abused mm. and there was alcoholism in my family and, it, you know, with the moving and all. So there was a lot going on for me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, from that moment, never stopped journaling. So a lot of maybe the chatty part was me sitting with myself yeah. and writing whatever was there. Um you know, and I mean, this is the Kids Super Journal, but, yeah. you know, now science has told I me mean, yeah. I've been doing it for decades. Now, when you started, I know you said that you, you picked it up, but did you see this behavior modeled by someone? Did you see no. it? Did someone say, here, Elizabeth, here's a journal. Did you pick up a notebook? It was totally happenstance. No, it wasn't. You know, at that time in, you know, my life, yeah. that journaling wasn't a thing. It wasn't. And I don't know why I did it. And Hmm. it sometimes gives me chills a little bit because, as you just said, you know, sometimes you 
you you look back and you can see the little seeds that mm-hmm. were there for where you're going to be going. Yeah. And I think that moment was meant to happen. I, I cannot tell you why I did it. I just did it. Um, and, and I never stopped. Well, I have a question in terms of just as you deposited all your feelings and thoughts into these journals. Mm-hmm. Um, one, did you did you keep them? And um, and did you look back at them and and ever think to yourself, wow, look how far I've come? So this is a great question. I I get this question sometimes. Um, I had I can't even I don't know how many journals I I had and I'd been carrying them around with me for decades. I never went back and read them. There were a few I knew um, when I was pregnant with my son, that journal I've kept and and have gone back to an occasion Um, because journaling isn't really about. Uh, anything more than in that moment, Mm -hmm. finding yourself present, taking a pen, paper, crayons, and just writing down what's there. Right. So it's not about pretty sentences and punctuation and spelling and um, you're writing beautiful poetry or a story. Maybe you are. Yeah. Um, So for me, it was never something I wanted to look back at. It was a place where I just got to be in the moment, and then I, it helped me to yeah. just keep going. So eventually, boy, this is the first time I'm saying this out loud. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Look <laughs> at you. You're a good journalist opening me up. Um, two moves ago, I uh, I let all of those journals go. Did you? I really did. I thought it was a process for me about... Um, not holding on to something I didn't need to hold on to anymore. Mm. It felt more like um, that history lives in me. It doesn't need to live in these in these journals. So I've kept, you know, I I've kept the ones that mm-hmm. you know when I was in Italy for my junior of college. I kept that one. I mm-hmm. kept the one my I kept those, but I don't need them. I never looked at yeah. them. And you know, when I looked back, I I feel like all of that lives in me. It's not like yeah. I need to remember any of it. So I would think that that wow, that's profound. <laughs> and I'm sure that you probably had your a deeply personal way to just, you know, cut ties. To, yes. With, 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 yeah, with, I had with, a ritual with, around. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sure because it's almost like, like you said, you had been carrying these journals around with yeah. you for years. In some way, they become attached to you. And there's something really poignant about releasing mm the the load yes right? and, and i think um that can happen in big and small ways yeah. all through life yeah. you know taking you know when people declutter mm. and they feel so good right because a lot of times we aren't aware i mean yeah. it all goes back to mindfulness being yeah. aware of what mm-hmm. just being aware you don't have to act on anything right. but if you're making choices out of awareness then then they um have a different yeah. place in your life yeah. and then if you're just doing things without thinking and suddenly you've got 500 you know I don't know mm. sweaters that you wear to a year you know that kind of thing all but, about intention yeah and then there's mm. things that are more important like people holding on to old letters yeah. or old whatever yeah. you know to just look at it and say do you know why do I have this why? yeah I think it's always peeling back the onion the why um, mm-hmm. I've, I I have old letters that I've kept um, and I, it's it's a throwback to a time when before we had internet 
Uh, dare I say? It's okay. Um, I'm with when, you. <laughs> when you know, I mean, again, I, I mean, I don't care. I'll put myself out there. I mean, I'm in my 40s, so I mean, for me, hey, I'm in my 50s. All right, nice. Okay, so okay, all right. And neither of us look like it, right? <laughs> no, she no. does not look no, like it. Yeah, nor does Roberta oh. at all. So, <laughs> so I remember when my friend, my best friend, um, he had gone on to college, and so the way for us to stay in contact, we wrote letters all because if you didn't do that you have to get like a calling card or else your long <laughs> your long distance charges would be out of this oh world. God, do you remember that? Well, you yes. S everyone. There used to be a time when you yes. had to pay for long distance. Yes. Oh, see, they don't know. It's cheaper after 9 p.m. Yeah, they don't know when you have to buy a calling card, <laughs> right? Okay. All right. That's what people did back then. So we wrote letters and it was a great way to actually keep up and talk about what's going on. So I look back at these letters that I wrote back in the 90s. Mm. And it's like a snapshot in time. So I definitely understand the, um, the power of keeping certain things, but also letting things go. I think this is a perfect segue to talk about the Kids Super Journal because I have it here in front of me. And I am looking at this journal and it's quite comprehensive, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's great. And I just, I mean, one, it's, it has great, 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 great illustrations. But I think there's such a deeper purpose behind this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Kids Super Journal actually garnered the top prize for E4All. And so... I, I want Elizabeth to talk a little bit about this project, how it came about, and your connection with E4All and how you rose to the top. Wow, that's a, a small question. Okay. <laughs> I know, just a tad. Um, well, I guess I can start with how I, you yeah. know, so I, I was at the time for about seven years, I, I became a yoga teacher. I, I've done, I've been in PR, I have yeah. a master's in broadcast journalism, I'm an English major, I've written books. One was a, a kid's book that was a best selling book. And um, at the time I was teaching kids yoga and specializing in that. And I Mm -hmm. absolutely loved it. And journaling, mindfulness, all of that was included in my class. And then the pandemic happened. And over that year, uh, things just, you know, by the time we got to the end of the year, there was kids weren't signing up on Zoom. They were Zoomed out, you know, and there was no more teaching the kids. Mm. And at at the same time, I felt profoundly... um, yeah, I don't know what the word is. I felt so drawn to giving them the to- these tools mm. when they needed it the most. Mm. Suddenly, when they need these tools the most, I can't reach them. So it was kind of a bit of a, a bit of few months of you know thinking, and mm. all of a sudden one morning I woke up at four a.m. with the idea for the Kids Super Journal, mm-hmm. and the first thing I decided to do was a podcast because I wanted the kids to access it for free and right. quickly. Um, quickly was uh, it took me a little longer than quickly uh-huh. to get that together, but I did the podcast, um, and then I started drafting the journal. Then I was moving to Pittsfield, yep. um, and as I was, you know, preparing, I was looking, you know, at all the amazing help there is here yeah. for free, everybody, for new businesses, small yeah. businesses. You can, I, it's unbelievable. So I was going through the Pittsfield Town website, and yeah. I saw somehow a, a thing about E for All, and I clicked on it, yeah. and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. Um, and I guess I should back up at some point. So I did. When I had this idea, yeah. I, I did 
research. I did a 25-page proposal, and I was going to send it to my publisher. And as I hit send, I did end up sending it. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm just doing this myself. Mm. I want to do this myself. I don't want to be having, I don't want to have anyone anymore Mm. controlling my life. I don't, you know, the pandemic already sort of took things, and I just thought, you know what? I'm going to take control of what I can take control of here. So you had that confidence that you could move this project forward. Confidence or stupidity? Uh, no. <laughs> it, no, it, it's I, always a question uh, yeah. during the day. I, is this what I is confident or stupid? Uh, no, I, I thought you know what I'm just going to do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing this. If if someone else can do it, I can do it. Right. So so that's kind of backing up. So I I thought along the way I thought um, I found the. I don't know if you've heard of SCORE, Senior Corps of Retired Executives. Yep. Mm-hmm. I got I, I've called, I got in touch with them, got a mentor from there, started in there, started, you know, got the LLC going, was doing all the things. And then I found the e-for-all on the website as I was getting ready to move and contacted Deborah, as I said. And she was so great. And um, once I got here, I'd f- finished the draft of the book, like, literally surrounded by packed boxes. I, fin- wow. I was still working on the book as I'm packing and moving. I moved. Um, as soon as I got here, I started applying for E4ALL for the spring. I got in, and I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to say enough about E4ALL Berkshire County. Mm-hmm. It was the connections I made there, the support, the mm-hmm. help, the knowledge. Um, you know, it's like a mini business school yeah. for free. Yes. For free. And everyone, just this this group of people who yeah. just are showing up. I have three mentors who show up still for a year. They're stuck with me. Every now it's every month. It was every week for two for yeah. twelve weeks. Yeah, they they're amazing. They, they are absolutely amazing human beings and have gotten me. You know, supported me to this point, and they're still supporting me. And uh, Elizabeth, I think one of the, the most fascinating things is that I think your ability. You came in, and you pretty much put together an agenda of what you're going to do and how you're going to connect with the people that you need to. Um, and I think that intrepid spirit is part of the entrepreneurial pathway. Yeah, I didn't know I was an entrepreneur, but mm-hmm. I, I guess I should have known. <laughs> I like, you know, I like to I like to do things my own way. Yeah. I like to do things different. Mm-hmm. I, I like to pave new paths. I'm not one who likes to follow the crowd or mm-hmm. take the you know the worn <laughs> road. So I should have maybe known that. But yeah, there's there is. I am definitely that person, and I think given that I jumped into this yeah. uh, as the journey continues, I realize more and more that these qualities have always lived in me, and mm. now. I'm finding kindred spirits. Mm. I'm people like you, um, you know, and the book. So, you know, I guess back circling back besides yeah. the business side of it, um, I'm Suzanne um, Salonetti at Studley Press is in Dalton is printing the book. I mean, it's all I want to keep local as much as I can. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's been in the Eagle. Mm-hmm. I, I did all my work. There was so, so much work and we had to give final presentations. And um, I won the top prize. The Kid Super Journal won the top prize. Um, so that was half the printing, the money for half the printing. Mm-hmm. I did Kickstarter. Yes, you did. Um, which was quite an experience. That's a that's a big endeavor. And um, yeah, I think I was 128% of my goal. So. I was going to say, what was it about it? Was it that you just, I mean, was it a challenging thing or? Kickstarter? Yeah. It's very detailed. You have okay. to create, um, 
Yeah, it's like a it's like a it's a very detailed way of um, reaching an audience. Mm-hmm. And you first of all have to create a lot of stuff for just the page, the Kickstarter okay. page. There's the video. There's information, um, pictures of the book. What you know, you have to let back backers know mm-hmm. um, what you're planning to do, what you're doing with the money. Right. Um, and then it's the outreach because you ha- you know you need to reach out to your network. Right. And, you know, again, it was, I just feel did so you, lucky. Did you have to share the link with them? Or? Yes. Okay. So there's all kinds. Of, I mean, it's a really great yeah. um, platform. There's a lot of um, crowdfunding platforms. Yeah. Kickstarter is for comp- businesses that have products. Mm-hmm. So um, it was the right fit for me. Okay. And then I literally, once I launched it, I let people know, let my network know about it. And then I literally one day I sat down and went through my contacts in my phone. And yeah. I, I encourage everyone to go through the contacts in your phone because I bet there's about 25% at least, you don't know who these people are anymore. That's how I feel about my Facebook page. Yeah, something like that, right? <laughs> so I went through and I literally sent the link to every person yeah. in my in my contacts. And mm-hmm. I will tell you, uh, old boyfriends contributed, um, people from my childhood, people from, I'm a, uh, I have a, I'm a second degree black belt in Taekwondo, people from Taekwondo back in the day did it, all kinds of people. And it was like... Now i got to ask you, Elizabeth, yeah. did they say, because obviously you reached way back into the vault yeah. to tap into well, those I'm still in touch with some of those people. Well, but yeah. I think that says a lot about you. Oh, because here's you. the deal, there are people that might still be in the address book, but that doesn't mean that the relationship is there yeah you know that's what i i just felt so loved Mm. i felt so even like there were five old boyfriends that contributed i know and i was so touched by that because you know um it didn't work out right obviously (laughs) didn't work out but it meant that you were you're you're still okay in their eyes Yeah. yeah and um you know, it just, it was, and the new people, yeah. and like brand new people, it was an amazing um, experience in that sense to um, mm. to be so supported by so many people. Yeah. Um, and it is a lot of work, though. I'm, I'm in the process of sending the books out to all those people. But, you know, the the, the whole purpose of this and, mm-hmm. and what I let all the people know on Kickstarter and in E4All is that given my experience, my life experience, mm-hmm. um, and what has worked for me uh, i've had a lot to hmm. i've had a lot of trauma hmm. and you know so i've lived these tools hmm. and science now has proven hmm. that they work right so the combination of that i think makes this special mm-hmm. because it's it's not just i did research and said this is a great book right. which is all valid um but but i've lived this you and it's a pa- it, it, so therefore you know i know those kids out there i mean the pandemic isn't really over as no. much as we'd like to think. And I believe that everyone's kind of weary, whether we mm-hmm. want to acknowledge that. Right. We've all been through a lot. We all have resiliency. Mm-hmm. We're all here. Right. However, that doesn't mean we're healed and right. that we've kind of gone to that next step. It's something that's called um, post-traumatic uh, growth. Mm. And post-traumatic growth means um, just coming out of um, trauma and because of the actual experience of the trauma 
creating positive outcomes. Mm. And that is what mindfulness, mm-hmm. which is the breathing, the moving, and the journaling that are in the Kids Super Journal, mm-hmm. super simple tools, super fun. Mm. And by the way, every adult who's seen this is like, don't tell anyone, I'm doing this book myself. I mean, um, you know, it's I'm- really accessible because um, it looks fun. And I think a lot of times adults, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves mm-hmm. to get things perfect. And you look at the book and it's very inviting and it seems very um, doable. Yeah. So, and it is. It's very simple, but it's a lot of fun. And there's 70 days of journaling in there. Um, every there's seven chapters, and each chapter has a theme, like you know, love being your superpower, your voice matters, things like that, finding your strength. Um, and then the 10 days of journaling that follow are on that theme. So there's you know, a choice from the breathing mm-hmm. and the moving, the, there's journal prompts, and then there's positive activities. And, you know, the hope really here is that kids don't have to do what I did, which right. is get lucky. Mm. I don't know why I picked up that pen. Mm. I don't know. Is such a great question. And literally, I don't know. Now, I, so, I have to tell you, I yeah. mean, I remember when I was in seventh grade and I had an English teacher, Mr. Wool. And I remember as soon as you'd walk in, you know, you'd take your seat in front of your, you know, you had your computer in front of you, your desktop, but he would say, for the first 10 minutes, journal. And we'd say, what, oh. do, what do we write about? Oh, you know, you do all of that. And he's like, it doesn't have to be, it, it doesn't matter what you write, just write. And I think the freedom to just write anything, and this is, I want to say, this was like, what, 90... 91. Mm. So, I mean, we're looking at, I mean, back then, this concept of journaling, and he said, it doesn't matter what you write, mm-hmm. just write it down. Right. Um, and I think when I think about the term mindfulness now, it's so mainstream, mm-hmm. but there was a time when terms like you said, terms like mindfulness. What and do all, you think mindfulness means? Well, I feel like it means to be Present and centered. Okay, that's a great definition. I'll give you the sort of technical. Yeah. Because I think it's thrown around. People yeah. don't really know what it means. It yeah. means paying attention. But yeah. what it really means is simply paying attention yeah. on purpose yes. to the present moment. Mm. Here's the key. Without judgment. T- do tell. Without judgment. Because what you want to do is just be present. So if you're if you're present and I'm sitting here and I'm like talking to you and the whole time in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, my God, this is terrible. I'm not saying what I want. Mm. I'm terrible. You're not really present. Mm. You're you're in the judgment. So we as humans tend to judge ourselves. Um, yeah. Especially adults. But I think children are really struggling these days with a lot. Um, right. Actually, I don't just think it. There is evidence out there that that, in fact, it's unprecedented what mm. children are dealing with right now be- before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was even an article in the Eagle recently, um, a great one about the mental health crisis and in the Berkshires and four month waiting lists for kids to get help. So um, it's real. Um, But without judgment, just you, you can't imagine yourself. You're not present if you're judging yourself. It just means showing up being right here, right now. You and I are right here right now. And we're not thinking about, Oh, is is this my voice? Okay. We're just talking. And so the connection Mm -hmm. is really powerful because we are in a mindful space Ah. and mindfulness happens when 
you do anything yeah. that brings you to that super focus. Yeah. Writing for me does that. Mm-hmm. Some people, it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. sports. It can be this, right. just connecting with someone else. So judgment is a big um, challenge for humans. And, yeah. and imagine just giving yourself space to not judge yourself. You're absolutely it's right. Really powerful. And I got to ask, one of the biggest um, challenges to mindfulness is what we're surrounded by all the time. Mm. Social media, especially. I mean, that is something that did not have a foothold years ago now it does how how do you encourage the children who need to be who need this Mm -hmm. who need the journal who need to stay mindful how do you encourage them to unplug from all the other things that seek to distract them yeah i'll i'll say this um first i have to reach the adults who Mm -hmm. are in touch with the children Mm -hmm. and let them know that because mm. I've had people like, why don't you make an app? And this is why I don't want it to be an app right. because handwriting or hand drawing, you can, you know, drawing mm-hmm. counts as journaling yeah. or both um, have health benefits. Mm-hmm. They, the, the main one is um, when children write with yeah. their hand, their brain fires up like an adult. Okay. And if they are typing, there's minimal activation in their brain interesting so there is literally a health benefit and a brain benefit to handwriting it doesn't happen when you type it's certainly you know not going to happen staring at social media Um, i don't i mean social media has its place in the world yeah however um there's a lot of it out there and it doesn't mean just because we have it that we are as humans um built to manage it especially children they're so impressionable Mm -hmm. Um, their brains are so developing Mm -hmm. you know and the things they see they get stored yeah and the the messages you don't so here's the other thing you you don't know what is going on in a child's brain how they're making sense of the pandemic how they're making sense Mm. of a something that happens at school i mean we all have maybe we don't all have but a lot of us have stories of being told something as children by an adult that never leaves that you can still call recall right now you know they said something about you're not good at x right and you've spent your life thinking you're not good at X, but it's mm-hmm. not really true. Mm-hmm. So things get stored. So this process, mm. just taking time to breathe, right. having fun moving your body, right. and then answering some questions and um, with your hands, yeah. it just lets you be with yourself. And yeah. as you go through that process, yeah. um, and for me, it's decades long, and it, it's but there's benefit in the moment yeah from the first day you do it you learn to be with yourself mm-hmm. you learn to love who's inside of mm. you versus comparing yourself to a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that's on you know i don't know how real it's not <laughs> all it's, the things are it, and it isn't though i not. mean and that's the that's the thing that that's why this is so important and i mean i think you know as as an adult you have done that work to get to the place now yeah. where you're able to filter through all of the things that you've been through and you understand who you are yeah. you understand your place in this world and what you want and and so it's almost like looking back at the little elizabeth and saying this is what the little elizabeth Elizabeth would have benefited from and it's almost the little Elizabeth gives the gift to others who are just like her yeah because I did benefit that's the thing this eight-year-old me Mm -hmm. who was already spent four years of her life um, really being abused in in profound ways which may be another podcast someday Mm. but 
that little girl was able to find this very simple tool that mm-hmm. now has been, you know, it proven to, to have benefit mm. um, for all of us. And now it's in this book. And so, yes, I, I draw that line mm-hmm. that, you know, that moment where I picked up this pen magically and wrote something mm-hmm. is now here mm. with this book. So I can say, this is what you can do your whole life. These right. tools you use, they're all the same tools. This right. is just um, accessible to children. It's mm-hmm. its sweet and fun. and um, But it's its for everyone, really. Um, the now, tools are the same. Now, I have to ask, did you have um, a test group that you said, okay, mm-hmm. here's a draft. Try it out. Let me know what you think. Yeah, you know, shout, <laughs> I'm going to say shout out to Annabelle okay. and to Gemma, who are two... Um, girls that okay. I uh, Annabelle, I, yeah, I've known them both for a very long time. Annabelle uh, I taught probably when she started I think she's 11 now Okay, and she, I think I began teaching her when she was 5 Oh wow, yoga and um, so I had the two of them, they loved it. Um, I also had 7 years of doing this with my classes mm-hmm. of, you know, boys, girls, every yeah. you know, race socioeconomic yep. uh, place um in schools, in studios, mm-hmm. um in libraries. I, I did s- uh, special camps in Boston uh, for yeah. special needs kids. Yeah. Um and so I have all of that experience as well. Yeah. And then I have my own experience. Okay. So all yeah. of that filtered in. And yeah. were but they specifically for, for this, this book, yeah. I just had two, two girls do it. And did they like go through it and then say, okay, here yes. are our thoughts? And here. Yes. So one, uh, Gemma was is eight and she just loved it. Okay. Uh, Annabelle, I think she was 10 when she did it. Okay. And she had lots of great comments. She wanted a space where there could be more drawing. Okay. Um, she had some others, you know, comments and... Um, you know, so I did add in. So you'll see if you go through. There's mm-hmm. um, sometimes lines, and then there's sometimes space. Oh, uh, so that was a comment she gave me, and um, yeah, she is. Uh, she's a, a really gonna do some great things in life. I'm, so you I'm had very your excited advisory to watch committee. Yeah, yeah, you know, it would have been nice to be able to reach more people, but mm-hmm. just you know, given the world uh, at the moment and and how things had needed to move. Mm. Um, I did have adults look at it. I had teachers, a couple of teachers go through it. Actually, three, I think, teachers. Um, You know, my sister did the stick drawing illustrations, Mm -hmm. and she is also... she was a teacher and in special or I'm sorry, early childhood. Yeah. And so she she also read it. And, you know, um, I don't know. Everyone seems to love it when it's they great. see it. Yeah, it's, it's so cute. Yeah, um, it's I think something about it, it just feels very relatable yeah, thank and you. accessible. Um, yeah. All right. So, you know, I think now it's out for everyone when they, you know, mm, so yeah. it's open to the world. Yes. <laughs> It's out. There was a, I had a book launch yeah. on Sunday at the Center for Peace Through Culture in Housatonic. Nice. nice. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, so yes, it literally has launched out into orbit. Oh boy, how do you feel? I have to say, you know, that was I. Th- I really am a great believer in ritual. Yeah. I think they they exist um, for a reason. Mm-hmm. And having that moment to finally say um, to whoever was there, mm. there was about fifteen of us. Um, you know, the theme was launching dreams. And really, mm. that's what this is a dream of mine. And I asked everyone, you know, we, we went through moving, breathing, journaling, and the journaling was, you know, what is your dream? Yeah. And um, what do you need to make it happen? Yeah. And we talked about what that, you know, what we do need. And I, I believe that the thing we need the most, which is what Pittsfield has given me and what my life has really given me is mm-hmm. 
Um, there's nothing you can get done without somebody else. There's That's nothing. Right. If That's somebody right. thinks of something, let me know. But, you know, even being born into the world, you know, something had to happen so that you're here. So Someone had to get you out. That's right. <laughs> so, so somebody did something. Yeah. So, yeah. And so we um, gather, you know, we all gathered our energy together. Everyone wrote on a star yeah. their dream and we put it into, we had a big rocket yeah. that um, the, the, the uh, executive director made. Yeah. And we all slid the dream into the rocket and then we launched our our dreams into the to the world you know okay, metaphorically we're, we're, okay all right yeah metaphorically okay, cool. i love yes. it well i gotta tell you i um i'm a big um proponent of vision boards oh yeah and those are fun. um and and so i think there is something uh, really really um significant about being intentional and saying exactly what you want and putting it out there um i have currently on my wall at home i have three vision boards that one was my original vision board and for whatever reason i cannot dismantle it because it was it was a very first one but then every you know subsequent year i would make another vision board so i have three that i look at and i think one of the most fascinating things to look at this vision board is to look at each one and see what dream came true Yes, it's and see how things have manifested. Yeah, and come I, I, to be. I agree. Um, there's there's stuff out there about um, the more detailed you are. I mean, I'll think about it. if you go to a restaurant mm-hmm. and say, "I'll I'll have dinner." Mm-hmm. Well, you don't know what you're going to get. Could if be you anything. go to the restaurant and say, "Well, I'll I'll have some vegetables," right? That's a little more specific, but right. you're still not sure. But if you go in and say, "I want," you know, uh, pasta primavera with you know this that this that this right. that. That's what you're going to get. So the vision board, that's how I think of it. Mm -hmm. And the more even like if you want to journal about your dream, be as specific as you can. Don't limit yourself. Um, And if something strange is there, just write it down. It doesn't matter. It's just something that wants to get out and just let it out. Don't edit yourself. Don't, um, you know, Lara Tupper, who's a she's a local author and um, she does journaling workshops and she's a new friend. You yeah. know, I just, she's like my new sister. I, yeah. I just love Lara. Um, but, you know, she has sort of guidelines. And, you know, one of them is don't cross out and don't take your pencil or pen off the paper. Ah. Because you just, it's not about any perfection. Whatever is there, if you write the wrong word, who cares? You just keep going. Hmm. Because once you start going back, you're, again, you're in some right. judgment. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. You, you aren't just letting mm. the process happen. You're so, right. It's yeah. that you know, sometimes we carry those tendencies to have everything just right, mm-hmm. even in our journaling habits. Um, yeah. and Kids, too, they always they make a mistake. Yeah. Often they would come up and can I have another one? And I would have to say, no, here. No, this is and this is why this is what you can practice right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And we'd go through that about, you know, it doesn't matter if it's perfect. It's just about the process. So just Mm -hmm. go have some fun. Just keep going and notice how you feel, you know, those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, tell me a little bit about what's next for you in terms of, you know, in in the in the portfolio. Boy. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, my problem is not ideas. Um, It's time and manpower. Willpower. Right. Right. You're like, I'm one woman. I know. (laughs) Every day I say to this people, being an entrepreneur is like getting up every morning Mm -hmm. and jumping off a cliff and getting more and more comfortable with the fact you're not sure where you're going to end up at Mm. the end of the day. It's really like that. And and you have to enjoy that feeling. So I I do. Um, And I'm also 
the closet perfectionist, so it's a little hard okay. some days, like not getting all the things done, but it's it's hard to do everything all okay. day, every day. But what I'd like to do, which um, came out of actually the, the book launch, um, there was a woman there, um, and I would like to translate the book into Spanish. Okay. Um, I think there's a real market for that and a need. Mm-hmm. Um, she was from Mexico and was talking about, she bought a book and wanted to have something like this she could use you know send back to this town where there's really just poverty and Mm -hmm. gangs and Mm -hmm. just all kinds of challenge and it just sparked my my mind like you know why why not it's more accessible to more Mm -hmm. more kids um and more people um and you know i also have ideas for adult i mean not ideas i actually have drafts of adult journals and um you know other things like that okay you know you know, affirmation card type things that have the the same tools in there, but just accessing accessing them differently. So, so the yeah. portfolio is growing. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. There's probably 20 products in my head, but oh <laughs> we'll see what happens. Oh boy. Yeah, but this is the one I really you know this is the first one, and I'm again like I said I'm I'm hoping that that so some some schools might yeah. be able to use it. Um, and I'm finding my way out into the schools a little bit right now um, in the Berkshires and, um, you know, hoping to get a little more press as time goes yeah. on and, and just help people be more aware of it. Well, I mean, I think, Elizabeth, you have already, um, you know, set the stage for all those um, connections. You have been really intentional about mm-hmm. your process. And I have no doubt that those connections are, I mean, again, you're not even a year in oh and you have made such tremendous inroads. And um, yes, I do think it speaks to the nature of where we are, but I also think that speaks to your uh, proactive nature, right? Yeah, thank right? you. You know you're what so I mean? Sweet. Because yeah, things just don't happen. No, they don't just happen. And um and they don't happen alone. Right. So there's things that we have to kind of get over, which is one is just fear, like fear, fear of either success or failure, some kind of fear, fear of being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It is it is a challenge to be vulnerable. It's a challenge. This is the first time in my life I've said out loud that I was abused as a kid. I mean, mm-hmm. my friends kind of know. Um, and that makes me vulnerable. Um, it also has garnered all kinds of adults saying to me oh my gosh thank you for saying this me too um and so there's something powerful about telling your own story and being in your own Mm -hmm. process but yes um journaling breathing moving can help you with those blocks you have but yes you have to you have to move you have to do something you have to do something and you need to ask for support asking for help is um one of the most strongest things you can ever do yes yeah there's something key though yeah. you have to receive the help when it's given that's true i and it's so true i mean i i remember when i mean my goodness when my kids were babies you know you you think that you can do it all alone and when people say oh well, you know i'll do it. oh it's okay i got it i got it and i realized at some point along the way that i did need help mm-hmm. and i had to I had to receive it, like you said, and be be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes our culture makes us think that we there is power in going it alone. There is power in this individual strength. And quite honestly, and that's how we get worn down, yes. depressed, yes. burnt out, yes. and then nobody's there to help. 
because they already left. Because they, we already told them we didn't need them. Yeah, it's um, you know. I think that's a really great point that um, we all need each other. And I think at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, one of the few joys Mm. I was looking for joy was that there was a moment where everyone was really Mm. accepting of each other and each other's lives Mm. and of how hard everything was, Mm. and there was a really beautiful connection and suddenly we didn't have to be perfect our, right. our you know our, our our worlds didn't have to and they never are right we just you know again the social media i think feeds that too yeah. that there's some perfection out there and there isn't yeah. um i think that's just a really great point and i think right now with hmm. school starting again um, it's also a time we've all gone to school, so I think this time of year, all yeah. of us have that back-to-school <laughs> feeling, whether you're 100 or, or 10. Yeah. Um, but it's a great time to, to do something new for yeah. yourself. And this is a really powerful, lifelong thing you can do for your kids, mm. for any kids you know, and honestly, for yourself. Um, mm. If you want one for yourself, go go for it. Uh, you don't have to tell anybody. But you, yes, and, and so, you know, I need you, people yeah. like you, yeah. to help me get yeah. the word out. I need the people who are listening yeah. to take a look yeah. and see if the book speaks to them and go ahead and, and purchase it yeah. and or give it to somebody or yeah. tell somebody else about it because that's how things happen. Yeah. And I used to hate asking for... <laughs> You know, self-promotion is also this thing, but it's not self-promotion. It's I did this thing and I really know it can help and I really want people to know about it. Yeah. And if people in in the things that if people are connected to whatever you're sharing, Mm. The cell isn't a hard one because the connection is already there. No, yeah, it's not a cell. It's yeah. it's it's um an offering. Yeah. It's like this this exists. Here's yeah. why. Here's yeah. what it is. Um and and I I want you to know about it because mm. I want to help the kids out there. I I really powerful. Yeah, I really want to help the kids. And I tell yeah. you, I feel like um this book doesn't happen without me moving to Pittsfield. Mm. It doesn't. It's mm. not where it is. I put it this way. It's not where it is today. And I am not connected the way I am. And I literally feel every day, every person I've met here and everyone who's offered anything from, you know, big advice to small advice mm. um, or support or, or encouragement. Um, mm. I feel it like I feel it's like a force that's driving me on. Honestly, and you're part of that. I wish you guys could be, meet Roberta. She's like this light that's oh. like shining all over the room. She's Thanks amazing. So, thank you, you are. Thank you. And and that's what I mean. That's what I find here. Yeah. And you know, I'll just say, um, one night I was so lucky in, in E for All we were doing financials. We had to do spreadsheets. This is not my forte. Oh. And I got a one-on-one session during our our class time with um, Dick Kelly from Mountain One Bank yeah. and. You know, I'm like, you know, he was like, I think he's the vice president of loans. I'm like, oh, my God, this poor man is going to be so bored. But he was so kind and and so supportive. And he said one thing, a couple of things he said to me. One of them was, you know. Small businesses yeah. become big businesses. They're mm. important. And I really feel like Pittsfield believes that. It does. It is it is it is true. That is, is how and having small businesses makes a community beautiful mm-hmm. and interesting. It's you know, not just the we need all the things. We need right? all of it. 
But we need the small businesses to make it unique. And that was such a beautiful thing he said. And I I, I just feel like that's what's here. You well, know? I think I'm going to allow that to be the last word because, Elizabeth, we are we have like almost one minute left. Can I tell people how to find the book? I need you to do that right now. That was my next thing. Yes. So there's a podcast. Uh-huh. Um, you can get the podcast anywhere, uh-huh. but it's on the website. So the website's www.kidssuperjournal.com. All right. Kidssuperjournal.com. All right. So everyone, you have heard from Elizabeth Heller. She is the author of Kids Super Journal, which garnered the top prize uh, for e for all And she has this great resource. So ch- learn more about her. Visit her website. Um, so you've been listening to um, Backstory Led Sarah on WTBRFM Pittsville with Roberta McCulloch-Dews off the mayor's office in the city of Pittsville. Thanks, everyone, for listening and have a great day. 